It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. After 15 days, my take-a-thought spin of the day finally got the Orlando Magic the number one pick. Uh, that should tell you how random the NBA draft lottery can be. But it gives us a chance to take a pause and assess what the Magic have in their quiver, the tools they have. We're going to go over the Magic's off-season wep- weaponry, their armory. I don't know what we're going to call it. We're going to go over it on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 26, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to go over what uh, really what the Magic have available to them this offseason, kind of the tools that they'll be using to improve the roster. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the second round questions that have plagued this front office, um, go in a little bit detail uh, of what some of the considerations are and why they haven't taken some second round picks and, and why these are missed opportunities as well as we get ourselves set for the offseason. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, no matter when, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, no matter what team you cheer for, whether it's us here at the Orlando Magic, whether you're following the NBA playoffs, you can find a great Locked On podcast or you just search for, for Locked On and the team you're looking for wherever you download podcasts today. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So what I, what I wanted to do um, at, at this stage of the offseason, um, you know, we'll get into some of the free agent targets. We'll get into certainly some of the draft questions and, and, and more of the draft uh, uh, later on. Um, we're starting our Mock Draft Fridays. We had our first Mock Draft Friday on Friday. Um, I'll be trying to do either a Twitter space or um, – or a, a Spotify Live or, or something to get some interactions. We can talk a little bit about the draft, talk a little bit about some things. Um, we'll plan on doing another one this week, Friday at, uh, let's say Friday at 5.30 again. Um, Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Spotify. Uh, I'll go ahead and say Spotify Live. Um, I think that's the best place to do it. Um, that's probably going to be the best place um, either Spotify Live or Twitter Spaces. I'll I'll, I'll make a decision on that um, and let you guys know here on the show. But plan for five thirty on Friday. We'll do another mock. We'll do another mock draft Friday. Um, we'll talk a little bit um, about. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll run a takeathon. We'll we'll have an actual spin. We'll go through a mock draft. Probably talk a little bit about some of the late first round prospects, um, which is something we got to dive into a little bit here because I do think the Magic will be active trying to. Uh, I do think the Magic are a potential team to try and climb back up into the first round. But let's just start with the basics of what the Magic have at their disposal. That's really what I want to focus on with this episode is just going to lay out what the Magic have. 
obviously the first place to start is um, is with the draft pick. Do Orlando Magic have the have a top six pick in this upcoming draft? That's the first place to start. That's probably the biggest thing that the Magic are going to add to this team this season. I'm not expecting big free agent signings. I'm not expecting blockbuster trades. The Magic's most valuable asset, the thing that they are most that that they're the tool that they're most likely going to use to bring the most impactful player to their roster is that top six pick. Whether it goes, you know, again, the lottery is going to determine where it ultimately lands up, but it is a top six pick. The Magic, of course, finished with the second worst record in the league, so they will have a 14% chance of landing the top pick and a 52.1% chance of landing in the top four of the NBA draft, which is, of course, determined by lottery on May 17th. As I said on Mock Draft Friday last Friday, there's really seven players that I'm comfortable with in this draft or seven players that I feel have uh, star potential and to varying degrees, of course, and, and, and you certainly rank order them how you want to rank them. Um, but uh, there are seven players that I feel very, very comfortable taking in this draft in no particular order. Jabari, actually, probably in, in sub, subliminal or subconscious order, Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren, uh, Jaden Ivey, Shaden Sharp, Ben Matherin, and Keegan Murray. That's seven guys. So we all can have our uh, ideas of, of who these guys are, what these guys can be. We all have our likes and our dislikes about all of them. Um, but uh, But for the sake of today, personally, I feel comfortable taking any seven of those guys. Um, I think all of them can play a valuable role in the NBA. And I think some of them do indeed have star potential beyond what we've seen at the college ranks. Orlando is guaranteed a top six pick. The Magic are going to get someone that I feel very, very comfortable with. Now, obviously, we'll dive, I think, a little bit more specifically into the team needs and, and what the team should be looking at in the draft as we get closer and closer to the draft as we begin to really kind of peel back the layers uh, on this thing. But, you know, I, I think I made this point in Friday's episode, um, which was a late episode, which is one of the reasons why I, I decided not to, to make a new episode on Monday. Um, one, of the thing, one of the things that, that I think I'm that I really want to peel back and, and, and look at um, is, that, uh, is, is that, yes, the, the biggest need the Magic have right now is just a star to kind of tie the whole thing together. Um, I think I made this point Friday. I'm beginning to really believe that Paolo Bancaro is my number one guy on the board. Um, I'm not ready to put it in stone yet. Um, we'll be do I'll be issuing another big board here coming up in the next few weeks as, as we get ready for the NBA draft lottery. Um, probably that I'll probably release a big uh, I'll probably release big board 2.0 um, before the draft lottery, like in the week before the draft lottery. We'll do a mock draft. We'll do mock draft 2.0 on OrlandoMagicDaily.com after the draft lottery. Um, as we kind of get a sense of where things stand, and then we'll do another we'll do another one of each probably before the NBA draft takes place in June. But I'm beginning to believe that Paolo Bancaro should be the number one guy on the board just because he has that star quality. He plays like a star, he acts like a star, and, and he steps up like a star um, in, in so many ways. But obviously, there's a lot of different uh, considerations that should go into that. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to play that so offhand. The other tool that the Magic have. In the draft is they have two very high level second round draft picks. We'll get into some of those second round draft pick issues coming up in the next segment. But Orlando has the 32nd pick in the draft in the draft, which is their own pick, as well as the 35th pick in the draft, which is a pick they acquired from the Milwaukee Bucks via or from the Indiana Pacers via the Milwaukee Bucks um, in the Jordan Wara trade. Which again, we'll talk about second round trades here coming up in a bit. Um, essentially, Orlando has. 
what feels like two more low-risk bites at the apple. Um, there's probably no pick in the NBA draft um, outside of like the very, very top picks where you're just getting you know potential star players on a bargain. There's no, there's probably no pick more valuable than a an early second round draft pick. Early second round draft picks are essentially taking first round picks um, without the guaranteed contracts that come with them. And and I'll, I'll note this as well. Herbert Jones was the 35th pick in the draft last year. So again, it's all random. It's it's all your best guessing. But these are really low risk opportunities to add more talented players to add players. Who are you know who potentially do have first round talent without that first round commitment? If that makes sense, um, everything that I've read about this draft or, or what I've seen from draft pundits is they really feel like the 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 players that you could pick at fifteen all the way down to thirty five are about even. It's really in the eye of the beholder. So this is really a chance to get a player that does have quote unquote first round talent, if if that even matters. Um, it's all a tool in their disposal. It's all a tool that they have in their back pocket. Obviously, the other tool this offseason is their cap room. Um, the Orlando Magic are one of the few teams this offseason with significant cap room, like near max cap room. Here are the numbers. Uh, I know I've done this before. I want to do them again just to make sure everyone understands this. The Magic currently have $81.2 million in guaranteed salary for next year. So this is before we get into cap holds, before we get into uh, – uh, anything to having to do with free agents, and, and before we even get into the draft picks that the Magic are, are going to are going to end up signing, uh, we're also not guaranteeing contracts at this point. So, eighty one point two million dollars guaranteed for next year. The salary cap is expected to come in at one hundred twenty two million dollars. So, you can already do the math. That's forty one million dollars in cap space. Now, there are some guys that are going to eat into that. The second overall pick is to a cap hit of nine point eight million dollars. So that ups that kind of takes you down a little bit. Um, that gives the Magic max cap space, in, in, by my math, of $31.1 million. So for the sake of argument, we can operate at the Magic are operating with somewhere near $30 million in salary cap space. Again, there's some guys who are going to cut into that. We already accounted for the Magic's second, second uh, Magic counted for the Magic's first round draft pick, you know, slotting it as a second overall pick. They have... Mo Wagner and Devin Kennedy are on non-guaranteed deals, which I feel like are very, very likely to be guaranteed. Um, that total $3.6 million. So that brings you down to what $27.5 million in cap space. And we're not dealing with Mo Bamba's restricted free agency or Gary Harris's free agency. Now, um, if you don't know what a cap hold is, if you're foreign to kind of the the parlance and the uh conversation that goes on around the salary cap. A cap hold is simply a placeholder figure that is kept on your books until you re-sign your own free agent. So if you want to keep a player's bird rights, or in Mo Bamba's case, um, if you want to give him the you give him a qualifying offer to retain his restricted free agent rights, to retain that matching right, you essentially have to have a placeholder in your books of a certain amount. Um, it's usually a pretty hefty amount. Um this is more mechanical. It's not something that's 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 proven. It doesn't prevent you from going out and talking to other free agents. And that cap hold is released and becomes a new number that you sign your guy at um, once that new contract is signed. So if the Magic, I think Mo Bamba's cap hold is $21 million or something like that. Um, so the Magic, in some respects, are operating with very little cap room in, in, some, in some respects. But... Um, 
if they magic resign Mo Bamba to 11, then his number, then his number becomes 11. You know, that 10 million, extra million dollars is available for them to spend. The idea behind the cap hold idea, but the, the deal that the idea behind having bird rights and, and, and the cap holds is to make sure you take care of your own free agents first. Um, this is the mechanical aspect of the salary cap. The order in which you sign guys matters for the cap. So you, the Magic essentially will have to re-sign Mobamba first or renounce Mobamba first before they do anything with that extra cap space that they have. That's 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 really what's behind. That's really what's behind all this. Um, it, it's a mechanical thing. It's it's it's. I, I say that you know just to just kind of show an example of what the most cap room is, but it, in reality, there's there's some other things at play there. Now, again, I'm not expecting the Magic to sign anyone with the nearly $30 million in cap room that we're projecting the Magic to have um, and, and to play around with. I don't think that they would chase after uh, some of these guys who played really well in the playoffs, like Jalen Brunson or Bruce Brown or Miles Bridges that are going to demand command really large contracts. You know, may, Bruce Brown is, intrigues me a little bit, but are you going to pay him fifteen million a year? I mean, again, I, I've I've said I would be okay with paying Gary Harris um, a three year deal that is way uh, way overpay if it's front loaded. Um, so maybe there is something there. Maybe that is something the Magic could chase after. Um, but obviously, they want to make sure that he fits into what the team is trying to do. I think the Magic need a little bit more of a solid veteran. But you know, again, Bruce Brown could be a guy that is ready to burst onto the scene and, and maybe that's a chance that the magic can take. I, I don't think they're willing to commit four years um, and an escalating contract um, to get him, but you never know that, that, that I, I wouldn't take that completely off my radar as far as things the magic could do. But again, I, I'm not expecting the magic to sign anyone significant in free agency. Uh, I would perhaps expect the magic to rent their cap space in trades, um, potentially being willing to take on some extra salary, um, to go get something that they want, whether it's a draft pick in this upcoming draft, whether it's um, you know in the Terrence in a Terrence Ross trade, you know whatever it is, um, I do expect the Magic to use the cap space um, in some capacity, but not use it in a way that will tie them up moving forward or, or tie them up significantly. Um, there's another consideration that that we do have to consider uh, that we do have to think about as the Magic begin to plan for their off season. Um, but again, this is the real deal. This is the real this is the real like kind of blueprint for the Magic. They have the top six pick, they have two second round picks, and they have nearly $30 million in cap space to make things happen this offseason. We'll see what they end up doing. But one thing the Magic have often struggled to do, and one thing the Magic have often kind of punted on, especially under Jeff Weltman, is second round picks. I'm going to talk about the importance of second round picks and what the Magic have done with those, with those second round opportunities um, since Jeff Weltman took over coming up here in just a moment. But first... The NBA playoffs are in full swing, and you're looking for a daily fantasy game that can get you in the game, can put some skin in the game, can, can give you a, a, a way to watch these games with a ton of excitement. And that's why you should check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I, I, I love this game, and we know you will too. It's easy to use, and it's easy to play. Here's how you do it you pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus projected numbers. No competing against professional players, against players with multiple entries. You just have to guess. You just have to pick the right over-under, pick the right number, pick the, you know, predict what the guy is going to do and say over or under on it, and you're going to be a winner. It's really easy to win, and it's a really, really exciting way to watch games. They offer uh, they offer um, props on anything you can think of from points scored, rebounds, and steals. Plus, you can do 
Um, Nick sports entries with the, with the NHL playoffs set to begin soon, as well as MLB um, ongoing. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. But you got to use promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA. $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. There are a lot of fair criticisms of Jeff Weltman and the time he's had with the Orlando Magic. And I think certainly we, 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 we can discuss where he's had his shortcomings and where he's had his successes here in Orlando. Um, certainly we're in the middle of a new rebuild Kind of what he did in in 2018, 2019, 2020 doesn't necessarily matter anymore. It's, again, it's just a matter of tr- uh, where you trust this front office or how, whether you trust this front office to get the job done. But I, I do think there is a really fair, uh, and it may not be the biggest criticism or biggest thing in the world, but it, it's a really fair criticism to ask why the Orlando Magic consistently punt on the second round of the draft. You don't need to look very far to understand how important the second round of the draft can be. It is hitting on a second round pick or hitting on a late first round pick can be an accelerant. Um, It it can be a multiplier, a force multiplier for any team, uh, for any team trying to take its next step, whether it's getting into the playoffs, whether it's advancing beyond the first round, hitting on these players and, and finding real value. Um, in frankly cheap contracts, let's let's be real. What what the value of draft picks really are to, to a lot of these teams, finding value in these players is crucial. Look at the New Orleans Pelicans and what they were able to do Sunday in Game Four. The here the start the, the, the Brandon Ingram is, is a superstar in that series. Obviously, Jonas Valanciunas had an incredible game, but the star of that series or the star of that game was. Second round pick Herbert Jones, an undrafted former two-way contract player, Jose Alvarado. Those guys infuse that team with a, a, a brand new energy and enable that team to take a significant step forward and, and play with, again, yes, a depleted, no Devin Booker Phoenix Suns team, but a good Phoenix Suns team nonetheless. They frustrated Chris Paul to no end on Sunday night. This is the power of a good second-round draft pick. This is the power that a second-round pick does. New Orleans is not in the playoffs in this position without Herbert Jones. And certainly, 
with big contracts for Zion Williamson, CJ McCollum, and Brandon Ingram, having a player on a reasonable on a on a on a value deal like Herbert Jones is right now, or that Jose Alvarado is right now, helps New Orleans get better. Again, you can see the strategic part of it too. The Orlando Magic have consistently punted on these second round draft picks. They've consistently kind of kicked it down the road in a lot of ways. Um, not in a lot of ways, in every way. The Orlando Magic have had eight second round draft picks since Jeff Weltman took over in 2017. Um, they've had eight second round draft picks. They have traded away six of them. The only two second round draft picks the Magic have kept were or have played actually because they kept another one, but he never played. Um, was Wesselundu and Melvin Frazier. Now, Wesselundu is a good example uh, to me, is a good example of both the successes and the failures of the Magic in that 2019 2020 period. Um, but think about Wesselundu as, as you know, as limited as he was, and as much as he didn't quite live up to everything the Magic need, needed. He was a big part of the Magic season in 2019 and 2020. The Magic do not make the playoffs without his contributions. And so that was a you know a moderately successful second round pick. Now, obviously not a runaway success um, as a second round pick, but that was a moderately successful second round pick. You can see the value it gave to that team. Now, again, I would say he's both a, I, I said I believe I said this at the time. Wesawandu is both, I, I know I wrote this is both uh, a sign of the successes the Magic have had under Jeff Weltman. He was a young player. They took a shot. They took a shot on, developed and developed him into a very niche role. He succeeded and thrived in that role. But he's also a signal of the failures of that team because they still felt like they needed James Ennis. They still felt like he wasn't good enough to take that next step. Now, a lot of fans will point to the missed opportunity that comes with second-round picks. And, and I think that is... Uh, you know, again, I don't like the, well, they should have drafted this guy type conversation because, again, a lot of the stuff you don't know, a lot of the stuff is situation dependent, but there's certainly something to that missed opportunity argument. The Magic, here's some of the players that, here's some of the things that they've done with second round picks. They swapped second round picks, trained Jared Vanderbilt for Justin Jackson in another pick. Jared Vanderbilt's now starting for the Minnesota Terminals. Again, you talk about that accelerant, that multiplier, guys who know their roles, play it well. Um, and do it on cheap contracts. Jared Vanderbilt's a very valuable player to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Dustin Jackson never played for the Orlando Magic. He's already actually been traded by the Lakeland Magic. They no longer hold his G League rights. Um, and so it, I would bet that Justin Jackson will never play for the Orlando Magic if he ever plays in, in, in the NBA again. The Orlando Magic gave Talon Horton Tucker away to the Los Angeles Lakers. They didn't get they really didn't get anything for him. They got a future second round pick. Um, which they later trade to Philadelphia for James Ennis, which again, Ennis was fine. I, I think that was the right move. That was a good move to, to acquire a veteran like Ennis. Um, but, you know, as as flawed as Dalen Horton Tucker is and perhaps as overhyped as he is since he plays for the Lakers, missed opportunity there. Um, and again, just a lot of missed opportunities. Guys that the Magic could have picked, especially in 2017 when the draft quote-unquote flattened out for Orlando and they traded Anzes Pesechniks uh, to Philadelphia for a future first-round pick, which they would then later trade back to Philadelphia as part of the Markel Fultz deal. That pick became Tyrese Maxey. Again, you could debate whether that's the right decision or not, but players of Magic could have picked in 2017, especially Kyle Kuzma with the Kyle Kuzma went 27. The Magic had the 25th pick. Derek White went 29th. Dylan Brooks went 45th. 
Magic had a second round pick in that draft that they, uh, that I think they had the 35th pick in that draft or something. They picked Ivan Rab and then traded him to Memphis for virtually nothing. Um, Monte Morris was picked 51st. And then the big one, of course, in 2021, Herbert Jones was picked 35th. Orlando uh, traded their their pick uh, to the LA Clippers and Jason Preston, a boon alum at that. So we all thought we were getting a good hometown story and that ended up not happening. Again, this is about an accelerant. This is about adding talented players on low-risk contracts. It's okay if you miss on a second-round pick. Um, they're easily discarded. They're easily churned through. Um, when you hit on one, though, it's big. It really speeds things up. It really gives you a good boost. And those guys usually work hard because they're fighting for their contracts. At this point, I, I should I should say we got to give Jeff Waltman some credit, though, too. He's done, him and his staff have done a good job adding unsigned, uh, undrafted free agents or free agents um, who have already been through the draft process and are trying to get back in the NBA. Ken Birch was a fantastic find for the Orlando Magic, a good backup center that helped them make the playoffs. Him, him getting into the lineup when Mo Bamba got hurt in 2019 is a big reason why they made the playoffs. Um, obviously, he's still playing and playing well for the Toronto Raptors. Um, Isaiah Briscoe was a great find. Um, you know, again, injuries unfortunately cut his time in Orlando short, but he he gave the Magic a ton of energy. Uh, and and you know, I don't know if you know Michael Carter Williams was really valuable in that in that home stretch, but he only played. You know, he felt like he played more, but he only played seven games in 2019. Um, that that's a guy that 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 really gave this team a boost. And so, you know, the Magic are reportedly looking at uh, Stephen Enoch of Spain. He played for uh, Bascaria, I think. Um, he, I, you have faith that the Magic can bring in quality players from unknown sources because they've done it before. They've done it in the past. Um, you know, Devin Kennedy is a great example, again, of a guy who has earned his opportunity with that G, from the G League all the way up to the main roster, a guy that was overlooked a lot too. So, it's not all bad news for this Magic front office when it comes to second-round picks. But these are missed opportunities. Um, and, you know, the Magic weren't in a rebuild until last year. But when you're in a rebuild, you can't miss opportunities for talent. When you're in a rebuild, you need to strike good on your picks. That's how you speed things up. That's how you get to where you want to be. Um, the Magic have, frankly, just kicked the can down the road on, on second-round picks. And there is a reason they have done that, and a, and, and a decent reason why they have done that, and we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up after the break here. But this is an opportunity. these are opportunities the Magic clearly could not, have, could not have passed. You can't tell me that some of the players that I've named before would not have helped the Magic, either when they were trying to compete for the playoffs in 2019 and 2020, or today as they're trying to rebuild. You can't tell me that some of those players wouldn't help or wouldn't be a boost or, or again, a, a reason to push this thing a little bit faster. Because, again, there's, I am cognizant that it has been a decade of rebuilding with only two playoff appearances and one winning record to show for it. Fans are rightfully a bit impatient. right? Fans rightfully want to see more tangible progress and quicker progress at that, even if it's, even if it's you know, even if I think, you know, I think the Magic are moving at an okay pace. But again, they got to start taking some some positive steps, and they got to get some some luck, and they got to make their own luck in a lot of ways too. Second round picks are how you make your own luck, and so the Magic have to start using it or have to start viewing these as opportunities. 
there is a reason though that the magic might end up punting on the second round again or, or might have to do some work to get the second round to work for them. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So back in 2017, Jeff Waltman had that famous line where the draft flattened out um, when it kind of didn't. Now, I'm an, I was an Anzes Pesetchniks fan back during the draft process. Obviously, he kind of struggled. He did okay this one year in Washington, but um, he he hadn't didn't pan out. Kyle Kuzma's turned out to be pretty good. Derek White's turned out to be pretty good. There were missed opportunities, and that's, that's really the big point that I want to make about the draft. But... Jeff Fullman, uh, when he's talked about the, the second-round pick issues and kind of punting second-round picks and kicking them down the road, has talked about another important issue. And this is actually an issue that goes to the entire offseason for the Orlando Magic. And that is one of both roster balance and roster size. There is a roster crunch on this Magic team. Um, I talked a little bit about it, I think, last offseason with how many young guys there are that I felt like there's going to be young players that get squeezed out. That problem only gets bigger now that you're adding more young players and more players. Orlando is going to need a consolidation trade at some point. And that's just the reality of the roster. So, you know, understand everything I just said about second round picks and add that to the, you know, balance that with what I'm about to say here. The Orlando Magic currently have nine players under contract for next season. Guaranteeing Mo Wagner and Devin Kennedy's non-guaranteed contracts Bring them up to 11. The Magic will have their first round pick, which gets them to 12. And then two more second round picks to bring them to 14. The limit for a roster is 15. So think of it this way. Before we re-sign Mo Bamba, before we re-sign Gary Harris, the Orlando Magic have a roster of 14 players. If you include the two guys on non-guaranteed contracts and the five picks, or and the three picks, so five total players, and the three picks the Magic have assigned to them this upcoming NBA draft. Terrence Ross is the only veteran on that group. Um, he kind of wants out, or look, he, he he wants out, so there's a trade in the offing, so you could probably swap a veteran in there. But again, now you're looking at a full roster. Now you're looking at a full roster of 15. You can't play 15 guys. Now, 15 guys might end up playing because of injuries and, and whatnot, but... Before we even talk about free agency, the Magic don't have room to sign anybody. 
which is why I don't think they're going to end up using both of those second-round picks. They'll either consolidate them and try and move up into the first round or attach Terrence Ross to move up into the first round, or they will do what they've done every single time uh, under Jeff Feldman and try and kick them down the road, pump them down the road another year. This is just a really difficult thing for uh, any general manager to manage. And on top of that, you want veteran players on the roster. The Magic need a veteran, an old head to kind of keep everyone in line, even if it's just a guy like Robin Lopez. Um, You don't want a team that's too young because those teams are going to make mistakes. You could always trust. I mean, the team was better when Gary Harris was on the floor. The team was just simply better. Um, And that helped them grow and helped them find some stability as well. So this roster crunch is... It's not a time to panic. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but it is a sign that the Magic are going to have to make some difficult decisions on some of these young players. Um, They have to figure out who they actually want to build with and which guys are expendable and for what value they're willing to to, to do, to to trade them. Um, It's You can't keep everybody on this roster. Um, now, for now, I think the Magic will try and keep, will keep most of all of their young players. I think Terrence Ross is almost certainly gone. I think they will try and re-sign Gary Harris. Under this context, re-signing Mo Bamba looks a lot more difficult than you might otherwise think. And yeah, the Magic are going to try and use some of that cap room, even if it ends up being dead cap space because they acquired someone that they just buy out and wave at the end of the day. Um, that is going to be part of this equation. Or that's going to be part of... I think the story this year, the magic are in a weird spot. Their team with a lot of cap room, but a lot of youth. Um, they have a need to go out and sign some free agents, but no room to sign them and no roster space to sign them. Assumedly, if you draft someone, you're drafting to play them. Now, again, you could park guys in the G league, redshirt them a year. You can draft a European guy and wait for him to come over there's a lot of things you can do. So it's not like they're they're totally tied down or they, they can they can get creative to make all this work. But at the end of the day, you draft and you sign players that you believe in. You draft and you sign players with the intention of trying to play them. Um, you know, again, unless it's a minimum veteran who you make, like Etuan Moore, who they make very clear, or Robin Lopez, where they make clear, hey, this is the role we're bringing you in for. This is what we're imagining, all that. But a draft pick, you want to play that player. And right now, second round picks, the Magic don't really have the space to pay the play those players. Now, again, there's some injury concerns. There is some depth issues the Magic need to shore up. It's not that the Magic don't that the Magic shouldn't use those opportunities or shouldn't use those roster spaces. Even they got to find guys to fill their roster out. Um, and, and I think that's going to be one of the bigger storylines for the Magic this offseason. Exactly how they manage this roster and how they manage what they already have on top of adding something more to their foundation. It's a lot of tools in the quiver for the Orlando magic. It isn't again, it's something that's that, that is solvable and something that the magic can advance and, and play out of, but obviously still a lot of things to look at and a lot of things to consider as well. It's going to be a busy off season for the Orlando magic. They got a lot of tools at their disposal. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun by sending podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore me. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. 
We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the NBA Finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Gary and Locked On Magic. This is from Phil Frost. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.